I'll come back. 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 Let's let's finish adjusting to the ad. I'm okay. actually gonna go to Twitter and share this one on Twitter because I'm that excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> We have got Twitter questions. Perfect. Wonderful. We will. We will. Oh, how dare you! (laughs) All right. It's so difficult. I already know. Like, I'm so entertained. Oh my goodness. All right. I think we're ready to go. Five, four, three, two, one, cut here. Hello and welcome to the Barcast of the Bar Gets Lower. Every single week, your bartender for this evening will be a non-pencil. Cooking! Enigmatic Otaku. Taki milk can be served warm. Milk? No, it fucking can't. And I'm like your best steak, rare, but preferably well done. That was terrible. I think we need to restart. How dare you? Yeah, I think everyone's mad at you. Perfect. That's exactly where we need. That's exactly where we need to go. This week we have a very special guest. One that, oh my gosh, will just leave that tingly feeling, a delectableness in your mouth, an exquisite burst of flavor. Why are we sending him off? Why are you, why are we filleting him this early? Let's do it. (laughs) That's what sperm tastes like. Uh, It's a segue. segue. We have the brownie chef. (laughs) Hello. Um, First of all, hot chocolate cannot, um, chocolate milk cannot be served hot because then it's Loses all of its purposes. It turns into hot chocolate. Second of all, how dare you ask for a well-done steak, you monster. I'm dating him. I wouldn't date him if he'd actually done it, just so you know. Like, if he'd actually done that, we would not be dating. I'm going to come back later with all my, my pies and charts and grass and documentary about jockey milk. Like, like I, I'm just going to tell you this. The only meat I accept as being well-done is brisket. And that's because... Slowly cooked, and I'm okay with that. Um, raise his hand slowly. Chicken? <laughs> oh, well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> okay, just making sure. <laughs> no, the only well-done steaks I make are on accident. Yeah, it's true. Because I anyway. don't pay close enough attention, and they wanted it medium. We should, we should intro properly. Yeah, let's, 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 let's introduce, like, the cast for those who are paying attention for the first time. Hello and welcome. We're a community-oriented podcast where you politely request the guests. We politely ask them on. You ask all the questions, and we make them miserable for two hours with your questions. 100% of all of your proceeds go to Force Rescue Charities. And we'll talk about that more later on during the cast. Um... We are streaming live on Twitch right now, but if you want to catch up on previous editions, such as interviewing Andrea Lipman, Sean DeLancey, Dusty Cat, Josh Scorcher, and even more, be sure to check us out on iTunes, Google Play Music, and other places where you digest your podcast-related material. The lovely non Pencil is going to be watching this chat stream right now. Pencil, what are questions that we don't ask our guests? Well, uh, our guest is comfortable with rated R today. We're going to do all of that, but uh, which means you can ask that question. 
Uh, but we would request that you guys not ask about politics, religion, big fandom drama, philosophy, social security number, actual place of business, you know, things that would make you kind of a stalker. Please don't do that. Don't be an asshole. I will ban you. Thank you. Also, also oh, please. if during the cast you'd like to donate to us, you can donate bits in the lower right-hand corner. You click the little diamond, click get bits. Uh, you can watch an ad or two and then donate the bits. The person with the most uh, bits donated will get mentioned at the end of the stream. And we have a drinking word, Priest. What's the drinking word and how does it work? Well, whenever we end listening to the cast, we like to add a little bit of extra fun. Whenever you hear the phrase, you know, you know, we don't want to send someone to the hospital again. Please, yeah. please don't. Please drink responsibly. But without further ado, Chef, it's time to focus on you. We have some questions. Let's, let's get to know who you are first for those who are tuning in and may not know who you are. Uh, let's start at the top. Who are you and what do you do in the fandom? Well, um... Yes, I'm on YouTube. So I'm the Brony Chef. I'm a professional chef. I've been cooking for almost uh, half of my life. I've been working on different parts in the world. I used to work for uh, an embassy. For a while, I've owned a couple of restaurants, food trucks, catering business. So I've been all over the place. And I've also been a headmaster in a culinary school. And for the fandom, I've been cooking for almost... Six, six years-ish. Uh, My Little Pony inspired recipes and basically every single food that has been shown in the show, uh, I cook it. I make it, you know, reality. There's no way I cannot cook it. And even though Big Jim Bella has tried to do me, I've always won. <laughs> well said. Now, it's so cool to hear you say all of that because you are arguably one of the most successful people we've ever had on this cast. Um, so before I jump into MLP, I have to ask, what got you into cooking? Well, here's the thing. I was always into cooking, like always, right? Uh, when I was a little baby, I used to be in the kitchen with my mom, and I played with knives, which, you know, children shouldn't supposed to do that, but I never cared. So I played with knives, I played with casseroles, frying pans and everything. So I was, you know, been cooking. I was been in the kitchen when I was a little kid. When I was little, uh, when I grew up, we were, I was around, what was it? Eight years-ish. Uh, my father lost his job, lost his job. So we opened a Chinese restaurant with a friend of my mom. Damn it. Well, well, fuck it. You know, uh, so... I've <laughs> <laughs> never seen no... a bated breath, just like... <laughs> like, there was no segue into the next spot, so... No, oh, let, me get, let, let me get my sip. <laughs> hey, I got, I got my beer right here, so we're all good. <laughs> well, oh, that's a strong one. But let's let's ask a few like more fandom based questions. So oh, what? Oh, please. What got you 
moving in like the brony direction what made this leap into slash mlp and what what made that connection it was like you know i could do cooking stuff about this sure so when i was working at the marriott i had an ease and she loved loved uh, mlp and emphasis on had an ease um she was she was my princess i loved her so much so when we went to the mall, she was like, I want a pony. I bought her three ponies. I never cared. <laughs> but I never cared of the show. Like, even though I was asked to take care of her on my days off, I was like, oh, look at the ponies. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, uh, pastel color ponies. And I was always on my phone, right? Always. Unfortunately, she was diagnosed with leukemia, right? Oh, so she went to, had her chemos. And the only thing that made her smile through the chemos was the pony. So you can visualize a 20-ish man locking himself into his room, putting um, some cloths beneath his, his door to try to isolate as much of the noise that was going to happen. So I literally binge-watched season one all the way till the end. So the next day I arrived to the hospital, I sat down, she was, uh, she was drained, and I was like, I just looked at her, I just made a huge ass grin, and it was like, Applejack's this pony. And I just moved my side away from her, and she was like, no way! And then she was like, do you like Applejack's best pony? She was like, no way! Rainbow Dash's best pony! And we just went all the way through there. So she got me into into pony. Uh, unfortunately, she she passed away, but I always kept her in my mind. She was also the one who created the brony chef, in all honesty, because she was the one who asked me to be like, "Hey, can you do me a Pinkie Pie cotton candy ice cream?" Because she always imagined that Pinkie Pie's main tasted like cotton candy, and I was like, "You know what? Sure, let's do this." So I created her cotton candy ice cream without using any artificial flavors. So, yeah. That's, that's so sweet. Like, it, you just melted my ice cold heart right now. I don't, I don't know how to actually handle this right now. Yeah, it's not, it's, it's, it's not a happy story. But, you know, she made me who I am. She created you know, the brony chef, and thanks to the brony chef, I've been able to to do such amazing things. And this is places that I never imagined going, thanks to that little princess. And right now, I currently have, <coughs> sorry, my Rainbow Dash tattoo, because it was her favorite pony, on my left arm, near my heart, and she always wanted to see Rainbow Dash turn into a Wonderbolt, so... Not going to lie, the episode when Rainbow Dash was, you know, officially announced as a Wonderful, I, I cried my ass off because I knew that if she was alive, she would be so happy to see that. Wow. You're making me feel all my feelings, dude. This, I, is, this is way more wholesome than we're used to. I, I'm sorry. No, but that's totally fine because I, I think that segues really well into kind of our next set of questions. Um, having come from this such a a whole, wholesome place, 
um, with kind of how you got started doing this, and now you transition into being this figure in the fandom. Um, what do you consider to be your favorite part? Uh, like the online community, the conventions, music, the Twitter sphere. What what ends up keeping you here? In all honesty, I think it has to be the fandom. Like the whole thing of... Because I don't see this this brony fandom as, you know, Star Wars fandom or something. I see this like as a family. Why? Because everybody helps each other there's so much generosity in this place like the music it's one of the best fan music things i've ever heard in my life like i'm a huge fan of forest rain like oh my god when i met her at BronyCon 2014 i was flipping my ass off and i still have her uh what is this um her band that she gave me and it says it's great to be different and it's almost six years old and I still wear it really proud. Um, the Twitter Dom, it's amazing because I'm able to chat with people that I've never thought that I would be able to chat and I can connect with things that, you know, usually you don't connect with people, which is pounding, which is really weird, right? And then the convention is just like, everything comes together to a maximum point of ecstasy happiness and it's just amazing like i have a bunch of friends around the world and i only get to see them twice a year thanks to pony like i'm not going to lie my best man for my wedding is a brony and i met him at a pony convention he still doesn't know yet because I am. I was supposed to give him the invitation to be be me best man at Babscon 2020, but you know, pandemic happened. So yeah. <laughs> Good lord! Well, I mean, you, you've announced it here. So is there a chance he'll see it? Uh, I don't know. He, he will, but he doesn't know because there are a bunch of people. But I don't know. Well, I guess Maybe. you got to time limit now. You got to tell me yeah. the secret. <laughs> Damn it! Let me go and log into Twitter. Like, hey, I gotta cut the break it before everybody tells you. Fan fucking tastic. Good work. What what is what is next question, please? Damn it! Well, now we've got an interesting kind of analogy, and I I love the to ask this to yes. to guess. Um, we're in this interesting spot where. The show, as we currently knew it, as Generation 4, is over. Uh, we've completed Season 9. We were, we get this weird kind of like revival thing going on YouTube that's happening right now. But it's not official. Um, we've got, you know, the comics staying there, Season 10. We've got Pony Life, which is going to be this Season 4.5, and Generation 5 is in development. Um, but the lightning in the bottle generation that created this brony fandom is over um where do we as a community go from here you being kind of on the front lines as being a figurehead for it what do you think that we can do to keep ourselves alive relevant and still strong so here's the thing um i tend to focus way too much on my job right and i tend for a different periods of my life to forget forget bunny ear quotes 
of the fandom because my job is really um, absorbing. So doesn't matter how many months I leave the fandom, bunny ears, it's always strong. Why? Because how do I put this? Like all of these stories are there and it it will happen eventually like for the Star Wars fandom. They didn't have any content for years and years to come, but they kept still going strong. Why? The community, new people coming to, right? And then when the prequels happen, a bunch of a new generation arrived and they were introduced to the old gen. And they were like, oh my God, this is actually, and I hate it, but this is better than the prequels. And they were like, yeah, it is. And they, they didn't have any contents till, you know, Clone War episodes and all that. Then we had the new prequel. And all of those new fans arrived to the fandom and they were shown the prequels and the original trilogy. I, we, I do believe that we are on that stage, that we already have our content. And now we have to wait for the new one, for the new gen to arrive with a new bunch of fans to be like, you like that? Yes, you're going to like this even better. I think we're in that growing spot. I like it. I think that's really well said. Um, with that in mind, questions have gotten gradually more difficult as we throw um, are these starting interview questions for you. So we got the last one before we okay. throw you to the wolves, before oh, we God. take in these user submitted questions. Hardest mm. question we've got, time yes. to break friendships. Who is best pony? Uh, Apple horse best pony. And yeah. if you and if you say it's not, you're just objectively wrong. Get and the hell it out. sucks to be you. Why did what you pick what you, you, you picked you picked a pony that doesn't really cook? Like actually she yeah, does. Yeah, and she but, is one of the best chefs even recognized by Pinkie Pie. Even in season one, do I have to quote? I'm sorry, but, but I know my Applejack stuff. But, but baked, but baked bads. But doesn't care. She was overworked. That tends to happen to some people, including me. Oh, oh. Fair oh, enough. We we are tolerant of all opinions here. No, we're not. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Not my <laughs> opinions. But you know, we should move on. You know, you know. Uh, and we're drinking. Let me go and get my booze. We're going to start with a question that we got on Twitter from the one, the only Dusty Cat. Dusty, love you guys. My man. Uh, the first question that the question that he has for you is what is the best spice? Nutmeg or cinnamon? Um, I think they do complement each other, but I really love my cinnamon. It's. So relaxing, so magical. It's it's one of the best things to enhance a bunch of flavors, and it makes you feel relaxed, feel at home. For example, if you just brew a cinnamon tea on a cold day, it's gonna warm you up. So yeah, cinnamon. Well said. I would be inclined to agree with that more because I don't like nutmeg. 
Isn't, uh, isn't variety the best spice of life? Wait, hold the fucking phone. You don't, Priest, we're, we're going to have a talk now, you and me. Are you ready? Okay, so, so I want to be part of, the, of this of this uh, talk because... Uh, it's, it's, a really, be... it's, it's, it's one simple question and he's going to realize that he's fucking wrong. Okay. Hey, hey Priest. Yeah? Um, two questions, actually. You, you've said you don't like nutmeg. Yes. But you like apple pie spice and pumpkin spice things, right? Okay, so let's let's let's, let's, <laughs> let's, let's like here. I like putting nutmeg in recipes. But okay. once I've been exposed, what else do you do with nutmeg? Hold on, are you rubbing it into your testicles or something? What else are you doing with nutmeg? So I want to talk about how spices work in a middle class home that isn't good at cooking. You oh, put the spice once. And then they push it to the back of the cupboard until they need it again. And they move the garlic salt, you know, they move all the, you know, the old bay seasoning and find the nutmeg that's been sitting in the back for five years. And they go, oh, yeah, no, now it's time to add it to the recipe. And that's not how spices work. So I, I wasn't well exposed to the nutmeg as a child. But you like nutmeg. You, you, you actively seek out flavors that have nutmegs in them. Like... Like nutmeg, you just don't like shitty I, cooking. Yeah, because if you do like, even though I absolutely fucking hate pumpkin spice, because it's the decadence of any culinary thing. Because thanks to America, um, everything is pumpkin spice. Thank you, pumpkin spice Oreos, pumpkin spice um, crackers, and everything. So, how do you even manage to like pumpkin spice if you are not, you know, okay with nutmeg? If nutmeg is part of the ingredients of pumpkin spice. And apple pie spice. And apple pie spice, yes. yes. That's a very fair point. I will I will cede the point to the nutmeg. Okay, now that we've got that. Good job. <laughs> we've, we've got questions from the Twitch chat right now. Okay. Uh, we've, sweet. we've got our first one, and I believe it's from that other other guy. That's what it is not. Oh, it is not. Where is it from? Um, I will go back. I mean, I'm so sorry I didn't take note, but the second one is from Alex underscore. Um, then I will ask Alex underscore his first while you look for that. Oh, it is oh. other other guy. It is other other guy. I saw Weezus and I thought Weezus had asked it, but no, it is Alex. It is other other guy. Then Alex underscore. Okay. Oh, I've, I've committed, so I'm following through. Uh, Alex underscore's question is: How many cornicons can you fit in your cornishones? Are you can you fit in your pickle? Um. Don't they mean cornucopias? No, no, honeys. I, I, I'm pretty sure Bernie Chef knows what this means. Yes, that's why I'm struggling to answer in a polite way. How many cornishones <laughs> can you fit up, up your penis, is the question. Yes, uh, I'm going to say 15. <laughs> can, I, can, I get, can somebody provide me with a picture of this cornucone? Um, a cornichon is like a tiny, it's like a little bitty gherkin. It's, it's a little thing. I'm sorry, like, I just heard a little bit of eking and screaming from Priest. What was that? I'm sorry, it's a teeny Yeah, actually, there's, I'll tell you what, I posted a picture of something I cooked later, and it has cornichons in it. So you will see cornichons there. They're baby, pipple, they're baby pickle ricks. Yes. Silliest shit I've ever seen. Now then. And then the next question from the chat is from the other, other guy. How many Skittles can you fit in your baby batter hose? 
very high quality questions today. <laughs> Are you there, my friend? Yeah. Here I am. Sorry, I accidentally muted my microphone. I really oh, no don't worries. miss my kitchen. Um, <laughs> because this kind of conversation, we usually have it when we are on the rush. So we make it more more easygoing. So I'm going to say around uh, the last time I did that and we tasted the rainbow was uh, <laughs> 2.3 pounds. So there you go. Has anyone actually tried this? Uh, putting Skittles into the penis? I have a video I will send you, Enigma. What? Just, there's, there's websites for this. If you want to know more about these types of websites, consider checking, like, donating to our Patreon. I don't know, man. Your story but, is getting weird, Ed. You have to ask now, because you said you talk about these things during the lunch rush. What, like, like during the rush, what sort of things get talked about in, in the kitchen? Like, of a kitchen. Oh, my God. Like, so we have different type of cooks, right? Um, we have the one who is, like, the newbie who just graduated from culinary school and think everything must be done by the book. Ah, it's just, uh, just fun how to see how they just get corrupted. Then we have the old guy who thinks he is always right. And we have, you know, our lady cooks, which are one of the best things that we do have. We call them mayores. Uh, they have the um, the skill of a professional chef, but they don't have any degree. So they're the ones that keep the kitchen together. Then we have the one who is a sexual, a sexual, you know, lawsuit in two feet that always, you know, do such horrible things as. Hey, mate, I, I dropped something, and then his, your hand goes directly to his penis. So that's lovely. Then there's the sous chef, then there's the head chef, and then there's the corporate chef, which is usually me. So we do have, like, a plethora of cooks inside of our kitchens. You just described a crossover between Hell's Kitchen and The Office. It's about right. Like, remember the movie Ratatouille where they yeah. say, like, there's no such thing as cooks in a kitchen? It, it's a real thing. Like, it's very difficult to find a cook, a professional cook in a the kitchen. They're usually different type of people that currently work in a kitchen. Wow. Hmm. Especially sexual abusers in a the kitchen. There's always. Woof. Yeah. Okay. Those, 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 cooks. Spoil the broth. Some of the sous chefs need to stop tickling the pickle. Anyway. Oh, no. Anywho. Let's get to actual questions from actual people who have actual questions for you who we've been neglecting. Okay. No. We'll move, we'll move to the questions that we have right now of infection. Lord Jesus Christ is up first and asks, what would you say is your best dish? Best dish. Your signature dish. My signature dish. Uh, it depends on... The restaurant I'm working, but I have this um, agua chili ribeye, which is one of the best things I've ever done in my life. Like it got praised to the point that I got it to to cook it for former presidents. So yeah, that's probably one of those. I can send you the recipe if you want. 
politics aside, you got to cook for a former president. Yeah, even no, no names, but like, yeah. That, how was that sort of opportunity? Because I would imagine like there would be people watching you at every step. You'd be like, you aren't going to poison this guy. Well, it was. Here's the thing. I even cooked for the um, Saudi Arabia royal family once. Oh shit! So that was a pain streak. Like seriously. Oh. Like they had to try. My food went through, I believe, fifteen hands before it was approved to be served for the king. So that was a thing that happened. Working wow. for a former president, it's super easy. They're pretty chill. Um, they usually arrive and be like, "Hey, you know, can you cook this?" I was like, "Yeah." Do you have the ingredients? Yeah. Do it or. Some other presidents are like, Chef, yes, surprise me. And I'll be like, you bet your ass I'm going to surprise you. <laughs> I'm sure in some ways that's almost like more fun. Oh, like, don't get me wrong. I really love when somebody arrives to the restaurant and be like, tell the chef to cook whatever the fuck he wants. I don't care. Oh, man. I'm like, oh, God, this is just, ah, oh, it feels so good. Like, I get a huge chef boner every time that happens. It's so great. I, I'm trying to envision what the chef boner looks like. Is it like a flop? Does does it expand like a flambe? Um, wait, wait, no. whoa, 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 whoa! Let's back up. What did you just ask? Does I it meant, I, I meant like to say souffle? Flambe mean Enigma? No, no let's to... play this. No, let's play this game. What does flambe mean Enigma? It burns and it itches. <laughs> chef, this is what I put up with. This is. I'm, I'm a home cook, but this is the fucking shit I put up with. <laughs> so, um, I have a small question. Do you really think a chef's boner, uh, we, our penis catches on fire? Because that usually happens in summer. <laughs> is it, do, do, you like, do you, like, put sherry on it and then burn it off or what? Ish. Is your, is, your, is your chef boner, like, covered in blue flame? Uh, Yes. The oh hottest of flames. <sighs> What's the next question? <laughs> I'm so sorry for you. No, it's great. I know. <laughs> like a baked cock. We're moving on. I'm sorry. Uh, the next question is, what is your favorite cocktail? Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> that was a great transition, Priest. I don't even think you meant to do it. Like a burnt cock. What is your favorite cocktail? Nice. Mm. <laughs> So, depends on on the weather. If it's way too hot, gin tonic. It's always uh, a great. I'm sorry, but gin tonic. It's really nice when it's really hot. But if it's uh, if I'm just having you know a couple of drinks with my friends, I just like whiskey on the rocks. So do you have a preferred like style of whiskey like a like uh, sing or single malt scotch we're gonna whiskey. talk about that later because i asked about it and i'm excited about it so just putting that out there good <laughs> yeah. yeah the no. next question is have, have you had the opportunity to invent any cocktails i actually have a my uh mixology book and yes Ooh. i have around 50 cocktails of my own oh that's that's amazing Including a habanero-infused tequila, which oh, is fuck. 
It's really good. Like, oh, fuck. insanely good. Okay, I know that I need to be a better friend to you. <laughs> <laughs> because if there's one thing that I love is spicy things. Are you going to... So you're you're gonna kiss his ass for his food, eh? Hey, not after the habanero tequila because that's not sanitary. <laughs> no, and it might hurt her his lips. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, the next question is: What is your favorite life hack or time saver that you use in the kitchen? Yes, please tell us. Oh well, life hack. Oh, Jesus. So I really tend to abuse the sous vide. Way too much because it's way too easy to advance productions. Like doing prep in advance with sous vide, it's so easy. For example, um, I just uploaded a picture to my Twitter of uh, of a brisket. I sous vide that for 18 hours. I just put it last night, went to bed, woke up, put up the charcoal, set up the smoker, and smoked it for two hours and it was perfect. Like, absolutely perfect. Juicy, tender, had the smoke ring, the pink ring, which was delightful. I tend to abuse way too much of the sous vide. But, um, but it really depends on what I'm cooking. For example, if, um, if something is way too salty, I tend to add uh, potatoes to the mix. If that really helps sometimes. Um... It's just difficult. Like it depends on the situation for the life hack because you have as a chef you have to pull stuff way up your ass like so frequently because you're working under stress that sometimes you just pull some magic and be like, What happened? I don't know, but it turned out okay. Don't ask what happened because I don't know, God damn priest, priest making risotto the other day. <laughs> it's true. I, I tried my hand at risottos and I, I tell you what. Oh, tell, no, no. Tell the man how much wine you've used in your soda because I'm proud of you. Okay. I used the, I used the whole bottle. Okay, that's a lot of wine, man. <laughs> how much rice was there? About a third of a cup. What the? F <laughs> so, do you actually know how to cook risotto? It was my first time ever. Okay, for the next time, just ping me on on Discord and we can have a talk. <laughs> I was, I was I was walking him through it part way, and I was like, okay, your soda should look like this. And I showed him mine, and he just goes like, oh, mine has, like, no liquid in it. I'm like, what do you mean it has no liquid in it? What happened? Like, Damn it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, my, my soda is particularly finicky, and I, I really need to get a new one because it will – if I set it to 300 – one time when I set when I start cooking, you'll be two hundred, and then the next time it may be four hundred. I will like, say his it, it stove is not, the devil. It's a problem. His get, yourself a, devil. get yourself you know, a gas stove. Those things are always yes. Always. So, you, know, you gotta have me thinking now, because you're an actual chef. Yeah. How how would you prepare a pony? We've asked this question before. I want to see your I take mean, on it. I know how, but okay. Uh, yeah, I also know how. Um, <laughs> I studied French cuisine, and French people do eat um, horses. You also studied Japanese cuisine, you said, and they yes, eat horses. Yes, and they eat horses, so as the Italians. So there are different parts of how you can butcher a pony. Uh, I'm ready for this. Let's go. Oh my god. Remember, so first of all, you really don't want to, to affect the brains because you can actually make 
amazing stuff with those brains, right? So you have to be um, easy on it and you don't want to put the pony under way too much stress. So I may suggest an Argentinian way where they sacrifice the crowds by putting them on a music tunnel and they, they deliver the final blow via a shotgun into the back of the head. So they just die instantly. After that, you have 15 minutes to skin the meat and then separate. Get uh, the filet and just put it into some salt, sugar, that's uh, rosemary, juniper berries, um, basil, turmeric, rose pepper, and age that for 18 months and you're going to have a somewhat of a prosciutto, but that's worse. Mm. And the rest of the meat, you can do amazing stuff. The ribs actually do cook nicely. Uh, they go great with a 72-hour demi-glaze. The flank, it's one of the tougher meats because obvious reasons, right? So I might suggest it to braise it, smoke it, or even roasting at low temperatures. But if you want to go into a really high end, I might suggest you doing either a sous vide, which is, you know, really easy and literally anyone can do sous vide nowadays, or you can get yourself a Dutch oven and let's go by the steps by steps. You're going to caramelize your onion, then add the shallots, pour some red wine, let that reduce for 15 minutes, add the flank steak from the, po from the pony, uh, put some Yukon potatoes, add uh, a quarter of milk, oh, let yeah. that uh, boil for a couple of minutes, then add some, what is that? Wait, 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 add some capers and put that into the oven for 400 for 45 minutes and the meat should be tender as fuck. There you go. How to properly make flank um, uh, horse flank meat. What, what, what do you do with the horn, the unicorn horn and the Pegasus wings, though? Oh, well, you can do chicken wings with the Pegasus wings. <laughs> Um, the uh, that's gonna be a really interesting, huge ass wing, like maybe compared to an ostrich, which I now I really want to make ostrich wing like a chicken wing. If you do this, please actually contact the barcat, take pictures because I need to know. Okay, I, I need I need to know. Like I, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and contact my um my my exotic meat supplier and, and see if he has something like if he can get me like even just one ostrich wing so i can do that <laughs> so that would be youtube heaven yes <laughs> uh, and the unicorn so either you can dust it because apparently the chinese say it's really good for you know um bathroom activities so either you can grind that and just drink it or you can shove it up your ass depending on how good are you feeling Anyway, um, we've been on this question for so I'm, long. We, I'm, we, I'm not being rude. I love I'm this. Sorry. I, no, I love I, I'm just trying to be comical. So sorry. No, you're you're fantastic. I just know that we could. I, I usually call this out when I notice that we are stuck on a subject and I'm having too much fun. I'm like, no, we will stay here indefinitely unless I force us to move on. It's true. And as much as I'm going to ask about the pink circle on your brisket, citation needed. Let's move on. Uh, Entibus is up next and has questions for you. Uh, from the show, what is your best? What is the best ship? What is the worst ship? Okay, so I do love Apple Dash, and I was so happy it was confirmed on the season uh, on the series finale. So I was so happy to see Apple Dash. 
was I, I, it was just wholesome. Um, the worst ship. Hmm. Even though it's cute as fuck, uh, I would have to say Rarity Spike. Because even though it's cute, but it just doesn't seem right. Yeah, it's weird. All right. Then next question that we have. Um, do you get by chance get to listen to the uh, Brony music? Yes, I do. Have you had the chance to listen to Ponies at Dawn? I probably have. Yes, I'm gonna say yes. What do you think? Like, what what's your take on on their music? It's it's good. Like, I I really like it. Like, depends on on the mood, but yeah, mm-hmm. I really do yeah, like I it. Think, I think that's well said. Like, a lot of the burning music's kind of like you know, if you're in the mood for it, then it's really. So. Because, for example, I do have like a, as a ringtone the um, Skyward. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah, I have the Skyward as my ringtone. So yeah. Oh, cool! Like when you start cooking up that pony, make sure to have Rainbow Factory playing in the back. Oh God, yes, yes! Oh my goodness! All right, what we got? Shout out to Glaze and Glaze Wooden Toaster. Um, next, uh, what's your opinions on the game Them's Fighting Hurts? I absolutely love the idea of how a brony fandom game evolved from fighting is magic to get a CNT from Hasbro to Lauren Faust just giving the biggest middle finger to Hasbro be like, fuck you, this is great. She was she went all the way through, support, you know, the team, and just made a fantastic game. It has amazing reviews on Steam. So, yeah, I fucking love it. Like, I have, I own a copy of that on Steam. Yeah, and then now it's even getting picked up for, like, uh, like competitive gaming, like, events. It's, it's I wouldn't a be big deal. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, if, we, if there was one day an international championship of them fighting hurts. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. Next question that we got is, can you do a Diamond Dog impression? Like the Diamond Dogs from the show? Oh, probably. No, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say no because I really don't remember the, the voice pitch. So I'm going to say probably, but right now, no. No. Fair enough. Um, and then the next question is, by chance, do you know what my username, Entibus, means? Um, no, I have no idea. I've been thinking about this one. Okay. Um, it's either something fantasy related, which could be, I don't know, or it might be, and my Latin is shit, I'm very sorry. It might be Latin, um, because if it's from the root, um, one of the Latin words, entis, which is like being or to be. So it might have something to do with, like, to be or being. I'm not positive, though, because my Latin is garbage, but that is my guess. Um, and I know Antipas is in the chat and will hopefully tell us. What's your guess, Bernie Chef? Well, I do know that it's Latin. Okay. But right now, I really don't remember. Like, my Latin is... If your Latin is shit, might is shit here. Because I only took it for a semester. On... Same. 
So yeah, I do have my Latin book somewhere here because it always does come in handy because I do have a Latin cookbook, which is the oldest cookbook in history, and it does come in Latin, so sometimes I pick it up for translation. So I just need to find that piece of crap. Well, I'll ask I'll ask in the chat how they how we did. Um oh. and we We got it right. High five. Yay. <laughs> Yay. All right. Now, now we have questions from Lone Trooper. Okay. By asking, what is your most heartwarming moment at a convention? Okay. So I have two. They're like on top. So when I went to a Mexican convention called Floricon, I met this six-year-old kid who is a good fan, like a great fan of me. We still actually do mail because he wants to to become a chef. So he approached me with a, a kid-sized chef jacket, and he was like, I watch all your videos, and I want to become a chef just like you, and my heart melted so bad, because I never thought that someday that would happen. I was like, oh my god, and her mom was like, yeah, like, ever since he started watching your videos, he's like, I want to do this, and I was like, ma'am, but my recipes are not kid-friendly, but like, he doesn't care, and I was like, great. And the other one is when I went to Grand Brownie Gala uh, in Florida, last edition, actually. I think it was uh, 2016. I'm going to say 2016 was the last one, the last Grand Brownie Gala. Um, there was this, um, this girl from, from the Middle East. So she just traveled from the Middle East to go to the Pony Convention and... She went exclusively for my panel. She bought one of my books, and then she kindly asked if we could get a picture. Uh, her English was so broken, but we we managed to to communicate via Google Translator. So, and I just asked her like, "Where well, we're not getting a picture till we get a picture till I get a picture with you," and she got so hyped. But she was like, we have to make a duck face. It was like, girl, do you even know how to take a picture? So I have that picture and it's, uh, I have it framed in my house. It's one of the best pictures I actually got. And it's one of the, you know, um, heartwarming things that happened to me, like getting approached by kids and be like, hey, you know, I like your content. I really like, you know, how are you doing stuff and you're inspiring me to do stuff. So that's the most heartwarming moments at that convention. So sweet. That's so wonderful. Um, the next question is, what advice would you give to people who would like to start cooking? Yeah, Enigma. Okay, so here, here's the thing that I always, always um, tell to, to parents specifically. Like, there's a huge thing that mothers specifically say that kids don't play with food. Um, that's rubbish. Like, please do play with food. Like, one of the most important um, ideas come by playing with food. So, yeah, that. Well said. Little jab at pencil. Pencil, I think I'm an okay chef. I made a peanut butter jelly sandwich last night with two slices of expired bread, and I'm not dead. You know, like, I hate to say this, and this is going to be horrifying to everyone, but that's an improvement, and I'm kind of proud of you for making the effort. 
So like, I can't, I can't shit on you because I do want to encourage people to cook. So, yeah. I'm just happy your rice isn't wriggling anymore. Oh God, Maggie. I don't know. I don't know how how making a PBJ sandwich with molded. Not molded. Expired. Oh, expired. Okay. Um, it, it's an improvement. Uh, I'm scared to even ask. He has frequently found parasites in his food. How that did he even? How was it frequently? It was that one time. You've gotten sick from your food. How many times? Never gotten food poisoning from my own food. Your mother's food. I let me. I was on top of your household. Let me be. Cl- let me be clear. Your family household. I've gotten. I've gotten food poisoning once from going to Denny's for the first time in years. Oh my god, no! But I'm talking. Okay, let me. Like, okay, sh- chef. Yes. Enigma, tell tell the chef what your mother has used to clean your plates in your house. So my mother, she gets. Uh... Very creative with cleaning. So when we run out of dish soap, she uh, what she uses as a substitute is a laundry detergent, and I had to stop her. I'm sorry, I don't follow. Uh, your mom used laundry detergent to uh, clean the dishes. Yes, that's not edible. It might be even toxic. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> I get like getting creative with food, not with chemicals, people. Don't go all and eat, you know, Thai pots because you want to be creative. Please. Yes. Just saying. Yes. Thai pots are not a creative color. <clears throat> oh, God. Okay. Okay. Um, yes. Can't, can't be overstated how important it is to taste as you cook. Yes. Always. And I learned this the hard way. Uh, when I was in culinary school, I fucked up. 40 pounds of crab meat because <gasps> not tasting. So, by first hand, I must say it's one of the most important things that you will always, always taste what you're cooking. Always. Yes. Clearly, you've apologized to the crab gods or else you wouldn't be here today. Oh, God, yes. And I also flunked my, my exam because that oh, was an exam. <laughs> but oh, it's okay. no. It's okay. Don't worry. Shit happens, but I learned the hard way. Well, next next question. Next, next question that we have. What is your favorite dish to cook? I like cooking meat. Like, it's the best thing ever. <laughs> like, I really do like cooking meat. Especially um, steaks are my dick. So, yeah, when I don't have steaks, I like cooking with uh, king crab, which is also amazing. Oh, yes. The next question is, which broadcast member would you like to cook with? <laughs> <laughs> and on pencil, of course. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and, the- I, and as a personal challenge, I'm going to teach Enigma how to cook. Oh, like oh a- no. You better record this because there will be unintentional shenanigans. I'm <laughs> expecting to because if it wasn't, I'm going to be disappointed. I would genuinely love to film a barcast cooking segment where we just invite you on once and watch you try to cook with Enigma. I would, I would sit there just weeping behind the camera the whole time. Just the the members of the barcast try to make an omelet. Oh fucking Christ! <laughs> That'd be fun. That'd be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. The next question. The next question that we have is, um, which planet would you like to travel to to get out of the house? And once there, 
what would you like to do or see on that planet? Doesn't include Earth. And let's assume you have the proper equipment to survive on that planet. Um, I probably would like to go to to Neptune because it's way too far, and I would really enjoy the view of everything—the quietness, the stillness—and probably would be one of the best. Um, you know, uh, oh God, gracious! Let me sip. Yep. I don't think you would see anything in the Neptune covered in gas. Well, you do have um, telescopes, so it's true. Yeah. Plus, I mean, you have a like you said, that's a marvelous view. It's right next to Uranus. Everything's great. <laughs> I didn't want to say Uranus. That's why I went with Neptune. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! Yeah. <laughs> the next, oh, the next question. Let's. Let's get all let's get all serious. Just blasted. Uh, 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 where would you like to see yourself in the next three to five years, both personally and professionally? Well, I'm expecting myself to see in the next three or five years uh, married. Um, probably, probably with uh, with one kid. Um, I don't know. Maybe returning to my home place. Um, and opening a restaurant over there, just working there, writing more books and continue doing pony stuff if my life still allowed me to do that. So yeah, sure. Love it. That's so that's so wholesome. It's so and it's so attainable too. Like you can do it, dude. I believe in you. <laughs> Thank you, mate. <laughs> um next question I'm gonna add just a little bit of uh Context. Luckily enough, um, filmfiction.net, the Brony fan fiction site, has one of the luxuries of being one of its 500 most visited websites currently on the internet. And as a a result, um, it's considered to be one of the most premier fan fiction sites on the internet. What do you, since this is so focused in on the show and the show is winding down, um, what do you believe the future holds for it? I do believe that some people are going to go big in film fiction because I know Fiora started in film fiction and look at her right now. Oh my goodness, um, yes. I, I do know that some of the writers of this show also started on film fiction. I'm not going to say names, but I'm looking mm-hmm. at someone specifically and they worked on a show. So people are going to go big with this. Uh, they're going to start doing amazing things. And as for Pony, like, there's some weird shit on Pony on fan fiction. Like, really weird shit. And oh, yeah. for the fandom as well. Like, I remember once signing uh, a porn fic that somehow I was uh, interluded with other Brony members and I was not aware of that because oh. uh, someone just approached me like, hey, can you sign this? And I was like, yeah, sure, mate. And then uh, I went to Dusty and he was like, you didn't sign that, right? Why? Because he explained me what happened and I was like, and I was like, are you in there? And I was like, no, but you are. And I was like, damn it! <laughs> so, oh, yeah. No. That that's the thing that happens. Uh, 
But uh, fan fiction, I think, is going to go for a long time. Uh, people, as long, as long as they have, you know, creativity, a lot of things are going to happen. And I'm looking forward to read any fanfic. A good fanfic, of course. Yeah, don't read mine. I, I am now going to look yours because I know uh, for some reason uh, somebody asked. That's all. This is where I'm going to like, I'm, that's all. This is where I jump in front of you to take the bullet. No, read my fiction instead. I'm fine with that, actually. <laughs> I think you just, I think that we just like saw a scene from the Infinity War, like the podcast Infinity War right now, where Enigma just jumped in front of that. <laughs> All right, the next question that we have is, out of everything you've done in your life, what are you most proud of that's not related to NLP? Opening me on a restaurant called um, Sala Rosa, and then opening a second one on a different state. That was, was probably one of my biggest achievements, and uh, I'm very proud of that. Also, uh, traveling to the embassy in Dubai and cooking Ooh. for the king uh, was one of those uh, really proud moments of my life professionally. And also, um, personal, uh, getting engaged to a beautiful woman. I smart love you, baby. Very you smart move. move. I love you. Good. I love it. Adorable. I'm a. We're dorks, like we really are. That's like, how it should be, man. It's just amazing. So yes, next. Uh, next question that we have is: Considering the current climate, without getting super specific, what sort of games, movies, TV shows, or fan fictions or books would you personally recommend to the listeners to help pass the time? Oh, okay, so uh, I am really high into Dungeons and Dragons, so play nice. Dungeons and Dragons a lot, like all of it. It's really great. You can get sucked into that amazing world. Uh, you can create your own, you know, persona in there. It's really great. But if you're looking for something like novel or something like that, um, I'm really a huge nerd, like really huge. So, with some talking. Yeah. Hmm. I like it. And then last but not least from Lone Trooper, would you share the Wi-Fi password with us? Wait, what? Would you share the Wi-Fi password with us? Ah, uh, sure. Uh, I don't think you're going to get my Wi-Fi password, but sure, let me go and get it. Is it Chevrolet? I love how, like, we ask, like, dick sizes and stuff, but Wi-Fi passwords, that's where we begin to drop the whole line. <laughs> like, I really don't care. Like, where's my phone? <laughs> oh, here's my phone. Okay. Um, I'm going to post it on, even on Discord. Sorry, on, oh, on my goodness. chat. Like, I really don't care that much because I know nobody's going to use it. Fan-fucking-tastic. Uh, and nobody's going to be able to trace it because I change it every week, so screw you. So smart. So smart. Um, shall we do RK Striker JK5 before we take our midway break? I think that's really a great thought. Um, what is your favorite non-My Little Pony franchise? Oh, God, this is going to be get so controversial. I love Star Wars. Like, I love all of the Star Wars. Except the prequels. Those things suck ass. Agreed. But I love me Star Wars, like, so bad. Um, also, I really, really do enjoy, um, I know this is going to sound maybe cliche, but my Doctor Who, 
Your British is showing. I know, sorry. <clears throat> My Tammy Wimey stuff and all of that. Uh, and also, I really, really, really love into video game franchise, um, mm -hmm. Doom, Animal Crossing, and The Legend of Zelda are my tops. Rip and tear. Rip and tear until it's done. Yes. Especially Fine. now with Doom Eternal and Animal Crossing. I love it. I love it so hard. Yeah. On the same day, like all those crossovers with Isabel and Doom God, it's just so fucking wholesome. There's a great, I'm just going to say this. I don't care if they even know me. There's, um, there's, uh, a, a song on YouTube called um, We Are One. It's just fucking amazing. Like, I fucking love it. It's just oh, the wholesome shit you're ever going to see. Sorry. Like, it's so ecstatic when I call, uh, I, I say that. So, yeah. And also, no, so that's an awesome call out. And it's also, I agree, the most wholesome type of murder. Um, yes. The next question is, have you done any sort of, like, fan works or, like, fan recipes for non-MLP franchises? Yes, I worked with Marvel, like, the Marvel comic book house. I worked with them. Oh, my gosh. Um, I am not legally allowed to say anything because the work's not published yet. So, yes, I work with Marvel. Hi. Hype? Okay, we'll keep tabs on that. We'll watch your Twitter. Yes. Oh my uh, God! Somebody posted the video on on the Twitch uh, chat, <laughs> and it uh, it's just fucking amazing. Like, if you haven't seen it, just do us as a favor. It's only one minute and thirty four seconds of the best shit you're gonna see. It pencil, you're gonna fucking love it. Like seriously. <laughs> mm, mm, I'm concerned. <laughs> Why? <laughs> it's wholesome. I'm even going to All DM right. this to you. Like, All right, wow. please do, please do. He's hopping in the DMs pencil. There. And you're and you're okay with it? That's surprising. Oh, he I'm going to take a look. Take a look. Yeah. The uh, next. Okay. The next question is: Are you an iron chef or a titanium chef? I am Titania. Uh, no, it's I am Octavia. <laughs> I no. know, but I, I really wanted to, to say that. <laughs> All right. Freeze, you know what time it is? Yes, it is. It's ad time, isn't it, Pencil? Ooh, it is ad time, Freeze. Take it away, Freeze. Hey, Pencil. Hey, what, Freeze? You know what I'm hungry for? I mean, I don't think we could do that on cast, honey. Hungry for horse rescue charities? Hey! If you have an interest in helping our sponsor, Horse, Little Bit, the horse that you guys voted on for us to take care of, um, to make sure that he gets things such as enough food to eat, things such as um, hoof trimmings, doctor's appointments, getting his teethers clean, be sure to consider donating bits to the Barcast Twitch stream. In addition, we also have a Patreon, where you can get special perks for our Discord chat, such as being able to see behind the counter, and having a special role, and nothing. It's a thing, but... Our, prom our promises are empty. Let's do this. Um, there's also another way you can give money, Priest. Wanna know how? How? Oh. 
you can donate bits. Bits turn into real money for us. What you do is you go to the little diamond in the lower right-hand side of that chat bar on Twitch. You click it. You click get bits. And then you click watch ad. You watch some ads and you give us bits. The person who donates the most bits at the end of the stream will get a little shout-out from us live. And, uh, you know, bits turn into real cash. So it doesn't cost you anything and it helps horses get their money. Last year, we were able to donate over $700 thanks to your guys' efforts in order to help Little Bitch stay alive, healthy, and well-fed. We hope that we can continue to do this with your patronage as well as money. Give us money, damn it. For we don't take it. For, for horses. First, <laughs> for the do, we're here for the Brony Chef. So... Let's get back to the actual questions. Um, we got this question looks like one question, but it's actually four. Are you ready, Chef? Um. Uh, yes. What is an underrated, overrated, favorite, and least favorite potato dish? Let's start with underrated. Underrated. I think souffle potatoes are so underrated. Like they're Ooh. so nice. So fluffy and yet crunchy at the same time. But it's so underrated because, unfortunately, not so many cooks are able to make it because you need two different fryers, deep fryers to make it. So they're really underrated. Oh, my goodness. My favorite potato dish. Ah. So even though this is pasta, it does contain potato on the recipe. And screw everybody. It's gnocchis. Gnocchis <gasps> are so, so good. Like, for example, if you make a gnocchi soup, it's just amazing. If you make gnocchis with uh, carbonara, arrabbiata, uh, red pesto, black pesto, green pesto, blue pesto. Alfredo? Um, uh, Alfredo. Thank you. Yes, it's, um, what else? Um, or just even just plain burro, it's just amazing the mixture and the mirage between the potato the semolina flour the egg and the butter is just i could literally eat that all day like so bad um and my least favorite potato uh potato dish uh it may sound cliche but if it's not well executed i absolutely fucking hate and i wouldn't even even Eat a second amount of that would be French fries. Hear me <laughs> out. Like if what? a French fry is well executed, crispy, beautifully golden, amazing, it's the best thing ever. But if it's not well executed, it's a floppy grandfather's dick. It's just fucking disgusting. It's floppy, it's greasy, and it's just uh. But I like the floppy fries. Not, not to not to borrow anything from any chefs who may or may not be named, but it's fucking real. Oh. <laughs> I'm ready to debate that. I mean... Oh, French, man. No, 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 French fries are, are bad when they are raw. They yeah, are true. very bad. They're really bad. The, the one that I didn't hear you say is, what is an overrated potato dish? Um, mashed potatoes. 
even mm. though it's it's really simple. He, he, hear me out, because I already I can see your fucking grin and disapproval all the way from your house to my place. So people tend to overuse russet potatoes for you know. Um, damn it! Yay! <laughs> For mashed potatoes, even though russet potatoes are one of the best potatoes ever, there are around 700 different types of potatoes. Like, have you ever made a mashed potato out of a black potato? Yes. How does it taste? It tasted weird. I wasn't ready. It was so it, starchy and dense. I, like, I'm sorry. It was weird. I liked it, but it was weird. It is, right? But have you ever made, you know... Yep, we're drinking. We're drinking. <laughs> <laughs> I just love how everybody just shut this up. What, I was... This is this this just this just self perpetuates because the more fun you have, the more it comes out. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so, different types of of mashed potatoes, like for example, there's a special variety on Peru where I, where I went. There's like this um, the, it's not even called potato, but it's. A potato, it's um, they call it a uh, camote de cerro, which is um, oh, I don't know, uh, I don't know how, how to say that. It's um, I know you like translate a, it, bitch. Uh, yeah, uh, well, say, say, say it again. A uh, camote de cerro, I, I cannot, I don't know what that is. Okay, yeah, Google Translate, Google Translate, camote de cerro. Oh, oh, I'm looking at it. Oh, they look interesting. Okay, uh, it's, um... It's, it's not even a... It's not even a... It's not a sweet potato. Yeah. So, it, 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 it's, it's a weird uh, thing, right? They have it on Peru. There's also some kinds in Mexico. But they're, like, between a potato and a yam. So... They make this amazing mashed potatoes or amazing mashed cabotes, etc. with it, and it's just amazing. So, yeah. People tend to overuse mashed potatoes, and I kind of get bored out of mashed potatoes every time. They're like, oh, what are you coming for a side dish? Mashed potatoes. I was like, wow. That's yeah, so... There. Yeah, like... It's amazing. You should be on MasterChef. Great. Oh my goodness. Up next, we have Short Skirts and Explosions asking a question. What doth life? What the fuck? <laughs> Do I need context? Nope. Just go nope, for it. That, that's what it is. Um, life's good. I'm just going to stay with that. L, yes. Okay. Desert Bloom is up next. Salutations, and sorry for the question. Pardon me, trying not to burp. The questions here get worse every month. Today we have number one. You've teleported yourself to Equestria only to discover that humans have already arrived. However, the reason they've never seen is because they're trapped in hospitals, where the compatible organs are harvested and used as donors for ponies. Do you attempt to lead a revolution, book it out of there, or turn yourself in to fulfill some secret fantasy? Um. What? 
Okay, it. so <laughs> it's weird. Because even though I would love to be in Equestria, probably spending time with Best Pony, um, I would probably run the fuck out of there. I think that's a very fair assumption given this. Because here's the thing, how can you even do a revolution if you have unicorns that can do fucking magic and can teleport wherever the fuck they want? Yeah, no, I'd rather just, you know, grab my ass and just run as fast as I can to probably, I don't know, Yak Yakistan, where there's no ponies. I can only imagine what sort of recipe they have for cooking humans. Um, you should... I'm not gonna say that, sorry. There are quite a few ways to serve man. Okay, we're not gonna talk about that. We're going on. Yeah. (laughs) Next. (laughs) Just... Swooping away from cannibalism. Have you read the non pencil story about how a non becomes a Walmart? No, but I want to. It's a sex story. It's vaguely yeah. sexual. Not uh, vaguely. It is? Yes, it's it very sexual. Um, no, I have not read it and special about how Anon becomes a Walmart. Um, Should I? It's you know what there is a live reading of it that Wooten did. Okay. I recommend I had, that. Okay, so so somebody said I had sex with Walmart once, but they asked me to leave. Oh my okay. gosh! Oh my god! The next question. In a tragic accident, you lost your eyes. Luckily, Pinkie Pie arrived just in time and filled your eye holes with cupcakes. And for some reason, with Pinkie Pie logic, they actually function and you can see again. After arriving at the local hospital, you discover they have cybernetic eyes and you don't need cupcake eyes. Do you okay. risk Pinkie Pie's ire and her magic and have the cupcakes removed for cybernetic eyes, or do you keep the eyes she grants you? How do they come up with this question? There's so... more. There's more to that question, Bree. I've seen. Yes, besides, there's more. Yes. Yes, do know. If you betray Pinky and get new eyes, she'll store you in her basement, put you on magic life support, and use her organs to feed feed you. On the other hand, if you do get new eyes, you'll realize that the hospital uses humans to force organ donations. It just came back. Like, it came back to the last one. Oh my god. <laughs> so I'm gonna go full Hannibal Lecter on this, because since we're on cannibalistic stuff. Um, <laughs> I really do love the Hannibal uh, series, which is on Netflix. Um, right now, so there's a bunch of episodes of Hannibal feeding someone his own parts of uh, of of his person, like his leg, his arm, and everything. And I don't know. I always thought like, "Ha, huh, that's interesting." Uh, my fiance always gets so iffy when I talk about that situation, and always avoids talking about that. So. Um, but in all honesty, if the cupcakes work, I'll probably stick with the cupcakes. Who else has cupcakes for eyes? Won't they, true. like, over time, won't they, like, get moldy and crusty? Dude, and I could and eat them and just ask Pinkie Pie for another extra set. That's it's true. Just so cool having... So, what color are, you, are your eyes? They're, um, I don't know, I'm just, uh, red velvet. It was like, what? Yes, my eyes are red velvet cupcakes. They're so tasty. This is fucking great. Would every yep. sprinkle be like a new pupil? Pupil? Oh my god, please don't. Don't. No. 
I'm just going to, we'll move on. I'll just say that you'll see all the ponies very sweetly. Yes. Terry the Human is up next. What is your favorite episode of the show? My favorite episode of the show? Um... Sweet Apple Pear would be, well, the one with uh, where Applejack parents, you know, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Where was the, um, I forgot, I forgot the name of the show. Um, the one where Applejack parents are shown, which is one of the most beautiful. Perfect, perfect pair. Perfect pair, yeah. It's, it's probably the perfect episode of the show. That just makes you cry and just makes you realize how real love is, you know, expressed. So that's beautiful. It makes uh, you cry skittles from your penis. Yes. 2.7 pounds, to be precise. Oh my God. I do remember my facts. Shit. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, leave it to you to remember measurements of food. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and now, what was your least favorite episode of the show? Princess Spike. Sorry. Thank you. Because Spike is garbage. Up next, we have an image. Other other guy loves to go out on the internet and just find something, something special. Okay. He asked, "What what does this picture make you feel?" This this little picture we posted in our chat of sunset shimmer behind the counter. I am, I am, I am, I'm, I'm, oh, sweet, merciful God. (laughs) Did I just hear Skittles spittling? No, (laughs) I I, I am getting triggered. No, I'm just joking. (laughs) It's just uncomfortable watching this. I just feel, um, so uh, I feel cringe. Cringe would be that a, is a fair answer. That, that, that's yeah. fair. I mean, who even chews that much gum at one point in time? Yes. Yeah. Let's go with that story. The next question is from Eagle. Ooh. What is what is the best MRE menu? What what are the best MREs? Um. No 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 no. Not not just not just like MRE like no yeah yeah. Do you know what an MRE is? Yes. Okay. Yes. 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 Military ready meal, right? Yes. Well, so I, I've, I've, well, I, I really don't know terminology, but I know it's, uh, it's the food that the military eats yep. on when they go on patrol. So, uh, I've only tried two of them, and one of them was really good. What the fuck is Trixie eating Legos? The fuck. Good job, Enigma. Stop it. Okay. It's okay. Back to MREs. Back to MREs. Um, there's this one that has pizza, a pepperoni pizza. I think that was lift off uh, a couple of years ago. But it was so good. Like, it was really, really good. And the other one that I really didn't enjoy had this weird shit. That I think it was blueberry cobbler, even though it was sweet and everything. But it was so disgusting looking, and the texture was just absolutely disgusting. Mm-hmm. I, I had the chance to. I, I don't remember who it was that brought MREs to 
BronyCon 2019. Wow, I put a lot of things in that mouth in that in my mouth at that con that I regret. Yep, you did. Don't, don't I'm um, anyway, but yeah, they had like a chocolate cake one. I remember it tasting like dry foot. Uh, it's just uh, weird. Um, apparently, there's a YouTuber, Steve1989, who ate oh, yeah, yeah, old yeah. rations. What do yeah, you think I've, of that? I've seen him. It's way too risky eating that old food. Like, I'm not sure. I'm I'm not trying to to question his his veracity, right? But the only food I am sure that it's okay to eat for a hundred years, it's honey. Because honey is the perfect food. Never gets rotten. Never. Ever. I so, sure do love bee vomit. It's lovely. And it goes amazing on tea. It's true. Um, but um, eating a hundred-year-old food... I don't know, mate. It's really risky. You can get, you know, a severe case of salmonella and you're not gonna go, like, you're probably not gonna survive. So, I don't know. Maybe he's just eating a different thing. I don't know. I'm just thinking stuff. So, yeah. It's a real bad case of the stomach bad time. Yes. Like, I've seen him, like, I usually when I get insomnia, it's somehow YouTube knows that I have insomnia, and it pops in my feet, and I'll be like, you know what, screw it. <laughs> right? So I've seen him, like, eat this 1920s uh, um, MREs, and I was like, how do you wow. even get that stuff? How is that? Must have been from the set of 1917. Maybe. But anyway, the next, the next question is from Jack of a Few Trades. If Grony Con was a flavor or a dish, what would it be? Uh, crab. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, no. There is, there is, okay, for, for the Barcast Wiki, there is a photo of me, and I'm, I'm sitting there looking all cute and whatnot, but I am just, like, I'm, I'm totally slim down to about my lower rib cage, and then I'm rotund, and then I'm slim again. And everybody's like, Jesus, what happened? I'm like, I literally came from eating two pounds of crab, and I'm not sorry. Like, don't get me wrong, the only BronyCon I went was uh, 2014. Mm -hmm. I couldn't go to 2019. I was way too busy with my restaurants. Uh, and I regret it because I had my plane tickets and my, my hotel booked, but I was way too busy with my restaurant. So I went to the harbor, which was in front of the um, Hard Rock Hotel, and I ate so many crab cakes and so many crab in a bucket. I regret nothing. It was so good. Like, disgustingly good. Oh, no. Like, Love it. when I eat crab legs, priests can vouch. Like, it's kind of a thing of beauty and horror. Yeah. Because I stop giving a shit about life around me. I stop trying to look cute or pretty or whatever or, like, normal. And I just, like, there, I waste no crab. There was no yeah, crab. Sure. Picture we, we, have a, we have a thing called crab date. And it's, it's, it's pretty wonderful. When I don't ignore you and eat crab. When Pencil eats crab, I want you to imagine Cookie Monster when he puts the cookie in his mouth. Okay. That's me. So, uh, she's a keeper, mate. She's Damn right! <laughs> Damn right. All right. Actually, the next set of questions come from a non-Pencil. Pencil, Yay! do you want to ask me? Yay! Yeah, I'm going to make you read them. No? Oh, okay. Did you need to what? pee or something, man? I'll do it if you need to go, like, unleash the lizard or whatever, man. I, I, need, <laughs> I need to do the do. Okay, then I will, I will read it. Okay. Um, 
Hey, chef. Yes. What is the one thing that you cook that always gives you trouble? You know, come on, you know the one. Souffles. Hey, is it souffles? Yeah, seriously. Like, like I, I saw this this um, this question. I was like, God, I fucking hate souffles. Souffles and chocolate chip cookies. What? what? Ch chocolate? Yes. Chip Why? How? Sorry. Here's the thing. When I, I haven't tried, you know, making chocolate chip cookies with my new oven, but when I moved to my new house, my oven was shit. Um, so I tried making chocolate chip cookies for like 10 times and I just continue having a cookie, not individual cookies. I had just had the cookie because I don't know what happened in my fucking oven. It was probably on Calibert or maybe it was because it was a piece of shit. I just kept getting the cookie. Like, I don't know. I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. But... It got me pissed so many times because I was like, I'm doing nothing wrong. Like, the recipe is perfect. I went to the hotel, make them, and they were perfect. And as soon as I went to my house, it was shit. And I was like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Like, I'm buying the same ingredients. So, I, yeah, chocolate chip cookies and souffles. And souffles specifically because they're so difficult. Even with, um, when if you don't get the humidity right, the temperature right, uh, if you dare to open the fucking oven before they're done, uh, they're ruined. When you, if you set them to cool uh, and you make a really, like, like a strong move or half uh, uh, okay, um, a weird move, uh, it deflates. Uh, it's just a pain in the fucking ass to making souffles. Like, I hate them. I hate them so much. And macarons, like macarons are a fucking pain as well because it's so much time, so much effort for a piece of thing that somebody's going to eat in two seconds. It's just... I I want to attempt them. I've been wanting to for a long time. I've, I've studied it. I've got my soul pads. Like, I'm ready. I'm just scared of them. I'll be honest. Like, I yeah. do souffle pretty regularly now, but I'm scared to fuck of those. Here's the thing. If you, the, if you don't get the right temperature and the right amount of almond flour, you're going to fuck up. You have to leave, you have to get to the point where you see them in raw and be like, that that goes to the oven. Because as you know, doing macarons, you just put it on your seal pad and you just let them dry, air dry for a couple of hours, right? So mm -hmm. there's no way to have like a correct standard because everything is a matter. Humidity, day of the month, uh, your altitude, everything is in play when you're making macarons and it's a fucking pain in the ass. Like, for example, if you go to, I don't know, I'm just going to say Nevada, you make macarons, mm -hmm. then you go to Washington. The same recipe you did in, in Nevada, it's not going to work in Washington. So, yeah. It's like sourdough bread. Oh, God. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Okay. Um, speaking of food that scares you. Right. Do you ever get gifted amazing, expensive ingredients and it scares you so bad your hands shake when cooking? No, I never shook my hand. Uh, my hands were not shaking, but I was so excited when I got my first white Italian truffle. I was so happy when I got it because it was a present from a food critic. Uh, I remember oh, that I was making a Mother's Day dinner. So it was a credit day. I was, I was done with my fucking life. I was having beer in my office. 
like the restaurant was closing down. We had a bunch of you know drunk people in info. Uh, and then they uh, a waiter just came in and it was like chef and I was like who the fuck allowed you to come into my 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 office? It was like uh, there's someone who wants to talk to you. And I was like what the fuck happened? Send the sous chef. The sous chef is gone. I'm like damn it. Okay, so breathe in, breathe out. I washed my mouth because I was drinking beer. Uh, I went to Fo and I was like, yes. And she was like, the food was fucking amazing. I loved your dessert. Um, I'm a food critic, uh, blah, 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 blah. Here, here's a present for you. And I was like, okay. I think she was going to give me a tip or something. And as soon as she pulls up a box, she opens said box and she just grabs a big ass white truffle and be like, here, you're going to appreciate this. And I was like, Oh my God! It was like so pretty. Yes, it was one of the best moments in my life. Did you use it only for personal cooking, or did you use it for your restaurant? Uh, I used it for my restaurant once, and then I went to my house and I made I made all of the things that I can make with truffle till I just mm -hmm. ran out. Yeah, I I um I have to say the only time I've ever like actually got my hands shaking while I was trying to finish up a dish was um. My my mother got me some really some really expensive. I'm talking like tiny itty bitty French vanilla like tincture that was perfect. And I was like, Ooh, I nice. will I will fuck this up if I cook this wrong. It'll become bitter. I will fuck this up if I if I do it wrong. And I was like putting things in the <laughs> oven. My hands were shaking. So vanilla natural vanilla is one of the best things that know. you know. It's 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 in life. It's um it's amazing. Like it it really is amazing. I made it into like uh, this this brandy cream cake, and oh, nice. Yeah, it it turned out well, but like the whole time I was taking the oven, I was just like almost in tears, scared. So I wanted to ask if that's normal. No, 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 it's okay, it's okay. Chef, when you were saying nice, I meant and you were like nice. That sounded very sexual. I imagine you were rubbing your nipple while saying that. Oh my! Food is sexual. It is. Yeah, it is. It can be sexual uh, if you want. Not related to food. Uh, can you give us your best American accent? Um. Uh, let me let me try. Give me a second. Um, You've been to California. You've been to Texas. I'm sure. Yes, yes. Uh, I've been. Yes, I've been to Texas. Yes, this is my U.S. accent. Yes. I don't know why I say yes too much, but yes. But uh, that was it. <laughs> That's uh, pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, throw, I, throw in a very Midwestern. Uh, I, I'm sorry, Anan, if my American accent is not okay with you. That's, yeah. that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to, not too much. I'm trying to embrace the American, but it just can't. You did it without sounding Southern, which was surprising. So. <sighs> That took him exactly. You gotta throw in a no, yeehaw. No, you didn't get, you didn't get. That, that being um, said, can, can we request uh, one uh, yeehaw? <laughs> um, sure. But, um, <laughs> damn it! I need more alcohol for this. Give me a second. <laughs> me every yeah, day. You know, you know, you know, you know, you know, you <laughs> know. When you know, you know. Yeehaw! Hey. I love it. Since, since we're being all sorts of, you know, awful and alcoholic. You what said is best you know, damn you. What Give is best? No problem. I'm happy to help.
Uh, but what is best scotch? I love Macallan 25. Oh! Literally, in literally in another room I have a Macallan's 12. I, that, is, that is my scotch of choice when I can afford it. I love me Macallan 25. It's the probably the most expensive bottle I've bought in my life. But it's delicious. Uh, I've recently bought, which I'm currently drinking, I'm almost three quarters out of this bottle since this bar has started. Which is a uh, Glenkinch. It's a single malt scotch. Yeah. And it's really nice. This is a 12 year old. It's really nice. It's around uh, $200 a bottle. It's not that bad. Oh. You drink the good shit. You, you, drink, you drink above my price range, unfortunately. Um, I will say, if you want a good mid high range, McAllen's 18 is pretty spectacular. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember when I. When I went to uh, my first BabsCon, I sat down with Volpaper as we were having a talk, and he's also a Scotch guy, right? So mm-hmm. we were just talking, and I just pitched, you know, it was like, oh, it's Scotch in the rocks. And we were like, you like Scotch? I was like, yeah. It was like, take one of me, right? So he asked for my calendar, and we were just drinking, right? And he was like, then he just asked the bar man, and he was like, do you have my calendar 25? And he was like, yeah, but it's like, $125 the shot. And he was like, I don't care. Put two of them. And make them double. And I was like, what the fuck are you asking? I was like, the best <laughs> shit of your life. And I was like, okay. So we sat down. They literally put uh, river rocks in our glasses to not oh dilute, you know, the um, damn it, you know. <laughs> to not di- dilute the scotch. Yeah. Thank you. and it was beautiful it was just amazing a great mouthfeel and then i asked how much was this and he was like oh just i just paid four hundred dollars for this and i was like the fuck is wrong with you (laughs) like the ones i gave you were like i don't know maybe 20 bucks and he just went for the biggest shit and was like all right cool but it was really nice i have a feeling that our next babs con together is going to become scotch con it's oh, going to be wonderful I, i'm going to hunt you down i will find you because i actually bring mccallan's uh with me every year to babs con for dusty cat mm-hmm. oh so you're the one yeah that's me ah, okay yeah that's me we have our tiny fingers in everywhere. Good. Don't don't make that weird. Um, or do. I have only one other question. Yes. Um, did, did did I did I do good? Yes. Did did I did I do good? The, the picture, the, the the photograph. Did I do did I do good? It's lovely. What is what, is it a a, a shrimp bisque? It is a shrimp bisque, yes. Great. So there's a, a small thing. So I see you cleaned the pa- the plat, uh, the platter. So there's a small pinch of of bisque over there. Um, where? Where? Right, oh my right God, where? at the bottom. You can see <laughs> that you stained the dish, the bone, and you swipe it up, and I can see it because I, I can see that. No, but where actually? I, no, it's like. Unless you mean my cutting board, because that—that's the cutting board. Yeah, I see it at the at the four o'clock position. 
Yeah, at the uh, bottom right. Yeah, bottom right of the dish. Did you zoom in? I tried! (laughs) It's it's okay. So here's the thing. Like, I love what you did with the cream, right? But that it's so fucking old school. I wanted to be old school because I was trying to be fancy. I was wearing wearing old-fashioned clothing. I, I, I get all cosplay when I cook. Oh, lovely. Uh, I love, is that a camembert over there? It's actually, um, everything on the little plate is local grown or local made. So yes, okay. it, it is a petite camembert. Ah, amazing. So the only main complaint I could use, but I, I don't know the brand of the olive oil you're using. In I, that... I over poured the olive oil. I over poured the olive oil. You did yeah. what? I over poured the olive oil. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, here's the thing. I don't mind way too much olive oil, but the quality looks like it's not that good. It may affect, you know, if you have a great um, balsamic, it may it may affect it may affect you know the um the quality of of the of of the um of the balsamic so yeah love the peaches well, love the black he, he made he made both of my uncle made both of those so what <laughs> he made the olive oil and the vinegar so i'm not gonna tell him he said that well here's the thing i don't know which process he used because if he no used idea. first uh first press on cold it should be way more yellow or even on the green side right mm-hmm. but for what I'm currently seeing, it was uh, probably a second press, or even a third, uh, a second press with with heat, probably, because it doesn't look like a first press. Probably, I may be wrong, but this is what I'm seeing, and this is what my experience is telling me. And I don't know anything about it, so I'm not gonna like pry into it. But like, hmm. So, Mike, you fucked up the olive oil, didn't you? Like, <laughs> she'd be like, "How did you know?" I'm like, because a professional chef just said, "Fuck you." Yeah. Oh my goodness. And uh, the only other thing I would ask that I didn't ask here is, um, what, in your opinion, is the best California wine? Uh, Napa Valley and has. And then I can a, let it go. What was that? Napa Valley has uh, amazing wines, um, but it's difficult to choose because I'm not a fan of Californian wines. I do like my wines a little bit more structured. I do like my French wine, Italian wines, and I'm a huge fan of Pinot Noirs. They're just probably one of the best grapes to make. Um. Wines. I currently have uh, a limited edition of uh, 1,500 bottles. I have three of them of this Rosa Mexican Pinot Noir. It's just uh, breathtaking. Um, I also like. Uh, I don't know. I have to search for uh, for one of the um, one of the wines I've drank from California. Is I don't think is Rodney Strong from California. Rodney Strong. Ah. I don't. I can really quickly check. Um, I don't know. Oh, while pen, while pencils looking that up. Um, what's your take on? It, it, it is it is Sonoma. So yes. So yeah, Rodney Strong. They have a Pinot Noir, which is um, one of my uh, daily wines. Like for example, when I'm just literally doing nothing, I just pop a bottle of that. So yeah. 
Uh, what's, your take on, what's your take on more like Spanish varietals, like a Tempranillo or a Barbera? Ooh, okay, so when I was in culinary <laughs> school, I got sponsored by Ribera del Duero, which is uh, Tempranillo. Uh, yeah. for, a, for, a, for a contest. So I actually won, but because I was still in culinary school, I kind of danced between the rules of being a professional because I was, uh, I was already working at the Marriott at the, when I was uh, studying, right? So I was technically a professional at the moment, but I was still studying. So we were disqualified, but I was sponsored by Roberto Duello to make uh, a recipe, and it was fucking amazing. So I really love Roberto <laughs> Duero because they have one of the best wines, and I really do like them. They're really good, really, really good. Wow, wow, that that is asking a lot of question. Okay, <laughs> that's, that's, that's a number of my questions. We need to move on because otherwise, I'll just ask questions because, like, I have questions, and it's nice. Also, I, I mean, I want to know about your favorite cheese now too. So, like, this is what this is what. Okay, fa favorite cheese. Um, that would be uh, red Leicester. It's really nice. Really it makes amazing macaroni and cheese. I'd say I've had it on grilled cheese, and it's really good there. So yeah. Wow. Okay. The questions from the listeners. Um, Mugani asks, "What's cooking? Good looking." Hello, baby. Oh. <laughs> You've had lots of scotch, haven't you? <laughs> no, not enough. <laughs> I'm just Alex underscores <laughs> up next. Um, a running joke that we have here on our cast is the use. Or not, not, not proper use of mayonnaise. The misuse. The misuse. Okay. So, so my sister actually have has a recipe of zucchini bread using mayonnaise. Mm. Why? You see, and here's the thing: it's not. It doesn't even taste like mayo. It's that good. Like she's a professional chef, but she's a pastry chef, so she makes this weird ass thing. But it's really good. It's really, really good. Oh my gosh. So oh my there gosh. you go. You can get rid of mayonnaise by doing zucchini bread. There you go. There, there you go, Pencil. There's something to do with the gallon of mayonnaise. Um, that gallon of mayonnaise went bad a long time ago, dude. Oh no. Ah. <laughs> the legend will live on. Okay. Use it out of sight, so. Number two, can you recommend a simple but delicious mixed drink for someone who struggles to make a rum and coke? Yes, super easy. Get tonic, get gin, mix it together. Easy as pie. Oh, by the way, Flam, our guest fucking loves gin. Yes. I heard, and he's got fantastic taste. <laughs> we can either now which which that. gin? Which gin? Oh, I love me Bifides, uh, I love Hendrix, Monkey 47 nice. as well, and I just got this bottle of Whitley Nail Handcrafted Gin. This is a Quince Gin, and it's amazing. Hmm. My favorite gin is um, cotton. And also, I had this um, Venus, Venus Gin Babscon last year, and it was so complex, so nice, and when I finished the bottle, I almost cried because it was really good. Yay. The only okay. the only proper response. Yes. Now the next question. What, in your professional opinion as a chef, of course, is the most erotic vegetable? 
Either it could be uh, eggplant or cucumber. Hmm. Very fair. Not, Very not fair. picking butternut squash. Just no. <laughs> <laughs> Well, here's the thing. Do you want to see a really, really weird fuck-ass uh, erotic vegetable? Yes. Okay. I would love to see a fuck-ass erotic vegetable. Search up Buddha hand lemon. Yes! Okay, I was talking about these the other day. Okay, we can go on. <laughs> okay. They're Cthulhu lemons. They're great. Okay, I, oh, I see this. This, but eight legs. Up next, um, this this is going to take a totally different direction now for you being a chef. Oh, yeah. This question gets asked pretty often, but now I'm excited to hear this one for different reasons. What is the worst thing you've ever had in your mouth? My ex. Next. Whoa. Two things. Firstly, the, the just instantaneous <laughs> nonchalance of that. Secondly, I'm honestly surprised no one else has said that so far. No, that's, you're the first. Really? I'm the first yep. thing that the worst thing I had in my mouth was my ex. Yep. Wow. Well, if, we're, if we're talking about food related, it would be bear paw. Bear paw. Yes, I can tell you the story later because it's kind of... If we have time, I'd love to hear it. (laughs) Yeah, if we have time, we need to. Um, Up next, uh, how can I make chickpeas excite me again? Okay, so there's a couple of ways to make chickpea, uh, but I really like to use molecular gastronomy to making chickpea soup with with molecular gastronomy, even though it feels like playing with your My Little Chemistry set. It's really nice. You can make a sponge out of uh, chickpea, and it's really nice. I really like it. Up next, we have questions from Seton. What okay. is your favorite meal, snack, or food stuff that's really unhealthy, but it's just so good? Oh, God. We're going to okay. get different answers than usual. Damn it. So here we go. So if I cook it, it must be uh, nachos. Like, oh, those oh things are the shit. But not just regular half-ass nachos. No, no, no. No, sweetheart. I'm talking about huge royalty nachos with boneless wings, uh, fajitas, guacamole, beans, sour cream, pico de gallo, and why the fuck not? Fried chicken. Screw everybody. So that's probably what... Priest, I can see your boner from here. Like, out my window. Please take it down. (laughs) She just she just sees like a blue flush chef boner flame on the horizon like Gondor being signaled. <laughs> so it's So every time I go to America, right? Oh, I just have this right. guilty pleasure of eating Jack in the Box. I know <gasps> it's shit. I know it's crap, but it's a guilty pleasure I do have that it's I even got asked by even VAs where, like, do you eat that shit? I was like, I don't eat it on a regular basis. It's a guilty pleasure every time I come to America. I'm like, well, it's a guilty pleasure. I'm like, yes. Like, I cannot go to America without having Jack in the Box. That bad. 
Honestly, we call it, it we call it crack in the box for a reason, dude. I know, I know. But what? their munchies menu is really nice, actually. Yes, yes. It really is. When I was in unit when I was in university, we had a jack in the box right across from the campus. It ran twenty four seven, all on renewable energy. Nice. So you felt even less guilty going there for some reason. It was great. I went there so much they started recognizing me by name and I'm like, fuck. Okay. <laughs> like you should be like, hey, the usual would be like Literally it was that it's like you're doing the usual today. I'm like, fuck. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's Starbucks is going to uh, Chick-fil-A. <laughs> Next. What is, the, what is the biggest or weirdest fear that you have? Um, disappointing somebody with my cooking. That's probably one of the biggest fears I ever have. Oh. Like, um, I'm such a, like, I'm such a fucking perfectionist with my craft. Like, for example, this Babscon, I was supposed uh, to cook for a bunch of people. And I was going to get help from a professional chef that actually graduated from the Cordon Bleu in France. And I was so fucking scared and nervous because I was like, Dude, this is the school I wanted to go when I was in culinary school, but I couldn't afford it, right? So this is the guy who went to the school. Like, not just any regular fucking school. It's the school. Like, yeah. You have to I, – I I was scared. I, I still, like, for example, I'm scared. Like, really, really scared about that. He even messaged me on Babscon Lime. He was like, hey, you know, I actually won one of your books, and hey, can you sign it? And I was like, how dare, like, I was like, hey, you know, this book, I wrote it when it was like six years ago. My career skills were, you know, good, but it was not as great as right now. So, yeah, it was like, hey, dude, whatever, like, chill. It was like that, that level of stress I always go to, like, Whenever I set up a new restaurant, it's that level of stress of, do people actually going to like what I'm cooking? Like that level of stress every single day, it's always bringing me to a point of madness, in all honesty. But I do like it because it always helps me improve to become a better person, in all honesty. So that is my biggest fear of all time. And I absolutely hate spiders. Like I cannot stand a spider. No matter the size. So if we combine these fears, it would be a spider just... Uh, I, I would probably commit seppuku. Like, on the spot. <laughs> it, it would be a spider criticizing your cooking. I, I will commit seppuku, and I actually do own a Japanese knife, so... Oh my yeah. gosh. <laughs> Please don't um, die. Um, are you aware of how certain parts of Canada sell and store milk. Yes, I've I've seen and I've bought back milk. It's it's alright. Like um I'd like more my milk on a on a on a gallon for easier purposes. Mm-hmm. But it's alright. But but is it stupid for doing it? Is there is like why? Why is yeah, it? Here's the thing. Uh, I've seen that um backed milk is cheaper than um that a gallon milk. Right? Which is alright. It's completely fine. Okay. Fair enough. It's cheap. It's for the people. Yep. Up next, what is your one annoying habit? So something that other people do that drives you up the wall, or something you do that annoys people? Okay, so... Here's the thing. 
<laughs> but let you me know, put I... this on the table. So my fiance always, 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 always gets so fucking pissed because I do have um, a certain level of OCD, right? So I ha- yes, you have to. Yeah. So, but not in the kitchen wise. Uh, I always have to unlock my car three times before I even go inside my car. And people always get mad what I do it when I do it, and I was like. Well, if I don't do it, it just doesn't feel right. Like, I don't know, something inside my mind is just like, shit's not okay. Why you didn't do this, right? So people always get mad and they say it's really fucking annoying that I have to unlock my car three times. I don't know. It's weird. I know it's weird, but it just feels right. Hey, man. If it feels right, I'm not going to judge you. (laughs) Now then. Uh, What is the theme song for your sex life? Um, okay, so I really want to make it, you know, um, really, 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 uh, really weird, so, uh, wait, uh, it's, it's, it's a Weird Al, um, Weird Al song. Is it stuck in the (laughs) (laughs) drive-thru? No, but close. Uh, It's um, it's a uh, weird owl. Uh, the saga begins with Star Wars because it's always so geeky. So oh, I love that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's your sex life. Yes, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Maybe Vader someday later. For now, he's a small fry. Oh, I see. Oh, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> um. Up next, do you watch anime by chance? Yes, I do. I consume tons of anime. What are your favorites? Ooh, okay. So I love, uh, I, I really am of an old school guy. So I love my Lucky Star. It's just amazing. Um, Kobayashi's uh, Dragon Maid, it's one of the best. Um, I also love Kaon which is Yui is waifu, and you're wrong if you say it's not. Uh, at the beginning, I liked Naruto, but then it went so much further, and I was, like, done with it. I liked Fairy Tale, One Piece, of course, Dragon Ball, Death Note, um, Midori no Hibi, which is amazing. I really like uh, that that anime. It's really, really wholesome. Um, Bokatsu Tenshi Dokuro-chan. It's one of the ones that... <laughs> I've cosplayed that repeatedly. I, oh I, my I, god. I have, I have great footage of me fighting Pyramid Head. It's great. Do, do you have Excaliborg? Because oh my I god. Link it and, uh, I, will, I, will, I will find a picture and I will post it in a second. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I love Bokatsu Tenshi Daku Chan. Whenever I'm feeling, you know, down on the weather, I'm just like, you know what? I just need nonsense, stupid violence with cute stuff. Bokatsu Tenshi Takuro-chan just pops into this. It's my first always. And more of a a weird anime that a lot of people haven't heard of. Uh, I really like Tegami Bachi or Letter B. It's one of the most beautiful, well-crafted animes. It's very dense on the story. It may even be dragged sometimes, but the animation is amazing. And it's just beautiful. Like, it's amazing. Give me a second. 
Oh my god! Yes! <laughs> love it! Sorry. It's so, okay. uh, yes, I love me my Tekami Bachi. I started buying the Shonen Jump directly from Japan, and as soon as I that that manga caught my eye, I was completely hooked. As soon as they announced the anime, I was full on. And it's really sad that a lot of people haven't heard of that anime, which is sad. But yeah. Uh, dude, I, I've been a, a, a weeboo uh, for a long time, way before I was a brony. So yeah, I do consume lots of anime. Awesome. Uh, last question from Seton. Just how big is your porn stash? Okay, so I actually had to buy a solid state drive to to put my porn stash, uh, which <laughs> is uh, four terabytes of of porn. So yeah. Awesome. And then Can last I, but not hold least, hold up, hold up, milk. What's the verdict? Fucking four terabytes. Of course, it's a high score. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. Four terabytes. Yes. Wow. Okay. That that is that is pride right there. Last, Last question we're gonna take from the thread is from Martin Luther Parks. Who would win in in a fight, Martin Luther King Jr. or Rosa Parks? Mahatma Gandhi. Perfect. That is the correct answer. Nice. And Last but not least, yes, we have one question from the chat. I need, I want to grab it. There, there is um, an image circulating on the internet, a set of recipes to, to put it delicately, if you were to have a wonderful time with the main six ponies, what would they taste like? America, it's, it's ponies for America. <laughs> we want to ask you. I, I reposted the, the the recipes here. How do they make you feel? Okay, so, okay, I'm seeing this. Um, so I actually wrote a book that's called The Brony Cookbook a couple of years ago, maybe six years ago. Damn it. Um, <laughs> and there I thoroughly deconstructed each pony psychology, then pair it with an ingredient or a set of ingredients, right? So here's the thing. Uh, Rainbow Dash, I always thought of her of this berry mix. Why? Because they're wild. They're really subtle. But they're aggressive at the same time, which is Rainbow Dash was at the moment six years ago. So um, Twilight here is um, is the egg that binds the whole cake together, right? So all of the recipes that uh, goes with Twilight has to be egg based. Why? Because at the end, uh, all these ponies knew each other in Ponyville, but Twilight came here and just bind them together, which is an egg that binds the whole, you know, ingredients for making a good cake, right? Right. So uh, Applejack, you know, it's obvious. Apples. Yes. All the apples. And it's just amazing working with apples. So Pinkie Pie was one of the most difficult ones to work with. Why? Because working with Pinkie Pie, it's, uh, it's, she's really fragile. Her psychology was incredibly fragile. So one of the most delicate yet complex things to work in the kitchen, also as simple, is sugar. So sugar, it's really easy to work with, right? It really uh, makes everything sweet as it's sugar's purpose. But if you fuck up sugar, it's going to cause to go bitter. Like when Pinky goes absolutely butt fucking insane in Party of One, 
right? But she's so so delicate, and I'm also going to use this as an analogy. When you have a cotton candy, you know it's made out of sugar. But if you uh, submit it to some uh, humidity or some pressure, it's just going to collapse. Same as Pinkie Pie psychology. She is just so <laughs> fragile, but yet so sweet and kind-hearted that she only wants to give you, you know, the best of time together. That if she just fucks one thing, everything collapses. So sugar is one of the easiest, sweetest, obviously, things to work, but it's one of the most difficult, th difficult things to work if you don't work it correctly, right? So Fluttershy always reminded me of home. Why? Because she's so kind. It makes, makes you feel like safe, right? So Fluttershy, I always pair it with, uh, with, with butter. Here's the thing. So when you go to a, to a bakery and you just smell the freshly baked bread and you smell that beautiful, I don't know, Danish bread that has butter in it, just makes you feel relaxed, cozy, even safe at the same time, right? Why? Because one of the most important things in life uh, was making you feel safe. So probably one time your mom just toasted you some bread added some butter and then just sprinkled some sugar and for some reason it made you feel you know safe made you feel like home so that's the act of kindness of the butter that makes you feel at home makes you feel safe that's why Fluttershy is like that so everything that it's with Fluttershy is butter you know base but if you fuck up butter it just becomes greasy it becomes overpowered and it fucks up things that's why we have you know flutter bitch or whatever the hell you want to call it <laughs> right <laughs> and here we have one of one i hate the pony i don't hate the voice actress but i fucking hate rarity because I, I, for the sound of it you kind of think she's the best pony but here's the thing I know no, she's. I don't, I, I don't think she's best pony. Believe me. Uh, okay, so here's the thing. She she always tends to use people to achieve what she wants to, right? Mm -hmm. And that's a sort of manipulation. I am not okay, because pretty girls tend to do that, and really pisses me off. And I also was used Whoa. for some. But here's the thing. I'm working a rarity as a persona, as a pretty girl. Which she is indeed pretty. She's one of the most regal, um, worldly manicured, tailored, and everything pony, right? So yeah. she's beautiful in every single angle, and I completely agree with that. So one of the things in nature that you can see in any angle, and it's pretty, but it's delicate at the same time. It's enigmatic, but sometimes it can be rough. It's a rose. Why? Because roses have thorns. So basically, it becomes a woman in perspective, right? Mm -hmm. I like it. Okay, so woman, uh, a rose, it's like a woman. Uh, probably I'm going to get some lash, but I don't care because this is psychology. I'm ready. <laughs> Here's the thing. A woman is delicate. It's fearsome. It's kind. And in my case, with my lady, she, even though she doesn't use this perfume as much, she always has this beautiful scent to have that always makes me feel fall in love with her. So 
there are a billion kinds of roses, but the specific rose I'm using for rarity is Spanish Castilian rose. It's this beautiful rose that it's commonly used to make rose syrups and all of those uh, rose uh, scented things. So it's fragrant, delicate, overpowering at sometimes, mystical at sometimes. Uh, it can be aggressive at sometimes, but it yet it's beautiful. It's remarkable what it can do, right? And if you look at the Spanish Castilian rose on a picture on Google, you're going to see it's beautiful. No matter which angle you're going to see, she, the rose is beautiful. Same as a woman that it's pretty. No matter which angle you're going to see it, she is beautiful. Same, in this case, as rarity. No matter which angle you're looking at her, she is beautiful. Her design is beautiful her mane her horn her symmetry her way she walks it's lovely even though i absolutely hate her she is beautiful so i'm wow. ready to fight you and no, no, but that was I, I'm, I'm not gonna fight you you did great i just want you to do one thing for me yes just just one thing yes just just look at the recipe for rainbow dash that's all just just on, on the on the picture we posted just just glance at that recipe okay. the ingredients just so, the ingredients. Let us know what you Cherry, think. jello, blue, raspberry jello, water, honey. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah, this isn't your uh, traditional recipe. For no, that. yours sounds great. This is the other recipe. Oh my god. I thought this was like literal recipes. No, take a no, look. No, 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 no. You know what? This may actually work if you don't use the deodorant. So what about what about the applejack? <laughs> She's your favorite. I don't think he's noticed yet. Look at the Watch look at the applejack. This can actually work as a cocktail. Wait. Really? How would that work as a cocktail? Yes, as a bloody mary. Oh. Yeah. Especially so, for like... the celery stock. Celery stock, lemon, and tuna fish juice. Top with some apple cider, just make the rim with the honey. Uh, the salt will give you a tangy flavor, just hot. You know, the, um, oh, great. It still you know. sounds fucking awful. <laughs> Does he still not know? Um, but anyway, we are we are well past our time limit. Uh, yes. So. Um, sorry. This is a this is a good sign, my friend. I had a wonderful time. I think Karen was here at a wonderful time. Hopefully you had a wonderful time. The last thing is to ask us, or is to ask you is where can people get in touch with their work? Where can people buy the Brony cookbooks? We okay. want to follow you. We want to keep up on what you're doing. So How can we pay attention to the Brony Chef? So basically, you just Google Brony Chef, and I'm on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. I recently just uh, launched a new uh, YouTube channel with my sister, which is called Sweet and Savory. We post video daily. So right now, I'm currently active on that, you know, uh, Great, you know. The last one before I go. Perfect. <laughs> awesome. So I, I'm active on YouTube currently because I'm unemployed. Yay. Fantastic. Let's let's all mosey on over to YouTube. Support the Brony Chef. Yes. He's an amazing chef and a wonderful person and totally deserving of your time and attention. By chef. the way, if you oh, always please. need any you know culinary assistance in this time of need just treat me a picture of what you can or what you have and i'll certainly answer you for 
you know when any kind of need you currently have right if you don't know what to cook or you don't know how to process the food you currently have tweet me and I'll help you okay I'll help like you it. absolutely you're amazing chef and without further ado I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for donating your time to us today hey anytime it, it means the world to me and it, it just it's so wonderful that someone on the cast is so enthusiastic and so heartfelt about what they do but for now that is our cast for this week milk do you have written down who we have for next week fuck yeah I know, you know i'm always i'm always aware that this is going to be a question that pops up and i'm never ready for it while he goes and checks um thank you alex underscore for being our top bits donator today a little bit we'll get Yay! Your all right so milk that was that much time I had left for you. What's the answer? <laughs> that was the perfect amount of time because next week we have Prince whatever. Oh. 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 We're going to have fun. It's going to get metal up in here. <laughs> Without. This has been the Barcast. Your bartenders this evening have been a non-pencil. <laughs> Enigmatic Otaku. Hey, so I took a picture of you eating crackers with your toes. Here it is. I'm going to show the internet. Oh, I am at Warfer. Yes. Milk. Our amazing guest, the Brony Chef. Give me a second. Ah. (laughs) Nice to meet you all. Wonderful, wonderful to meet you. My name's Flutter Alcoholic. See you next week.